coming through as a WhatsApp. That's the choice of Carol in the Eastern Cape asking for Mafiki Zolo and Nihamba Nawe. Where are we traveling to? Well, where are we traveling to? We've got Larata Mohwatle, author of Vagabond Wandering Through Africa on Faith. And she's taking us to Egypt, which is really exciting. Lerato, thank you for joining us. I know you have had to charge around to find yourself charged phone as well. I'm hoping that you at least have a cup of coffee with you at this point as well. Hello, Lerato. Hello. Hi. And how are you? <laughs> the question is more how are you because I understand that you've really had to kind of dash around to get power. Yes. <laughs> so where are you right now? And is your I'm phone charged? I'm on 7th Street in Melville. Okay, well, anybody who sees you, just take a snap of um, Larata on the phone and just know that she's speaking to an enormous amount of listeners, as we discovered recently in the new Rams as well. Larata, you're taking us to the Siwa Oasis. Now, I want to just note that I actually worked in Cairo many, 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 many years ago as a teacher. And mm. I did not know about the Siwa Oasis. So I'm dying to hear about it and uh, see. It just sounds like an extraordinary place to travel to. Tell us more. It is fantastic. Siwa Oasis is about 485 kilometers from Cairo. Yeah. And the best thing about it is that it can be organized with one of the talks companies in the city as an excursion that comes with a driver, a tour guide, a car, accommodation, all meals for the three or four days that one goes there. The downside, as you know, having lived in and worked in, 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 in Egypt, is that Egyptian tour guides and companies are not 100% transparent. So everything you read, take with a pinch of salt. And the pinch of salt is my experience and tips <laughs> that I'll share. <laughs> okay, tell us about your pinch of salt experience. It takes three days, but I would say make it four days because it's a long way from Cairo to Siwa and back. Yeah. So for three days, half of that time you're on the road. And then it makes everything else feel very rushed. And it, it, it's a kind of place where even though you can sample Sample is a little bit in a hurry. In an extra day or two to just really enjoy it wouldn't hurt because it's so unique. Siwa is a desert oasis. It's close to Libya. And like a lot of places in Egypt, it's dipped in legends. Apparently, this is where Alexandra the Great came to look for a, an oracle and confirm for real if Zeus was his father or not. When he really, really wanted to know. And he was out of the rumors. And there's a, there's a well... In the middle of in the middle of the town, it's called Cleopatra's bath because, of course, that's where legend has it that Cleopatra would come and bath. But it's called the spring under the sun. I don't think she was there to necessarily stay away from the sun or to cool herself. So, Lerato, when but we I, talk about the Siwa yeah. Oasis, for for some people, they may not understand what an oasis exactly how it works. Um, I'm assuming that the water is bubbling up from the underneath and it's not like a, a, a river that streams in. How does the oasis work? Yes. So the, the oasis are all natural, but they do they do bubble from underground. But it's the different types of, of um, oasis, actually, there's one 
in the middle of the town, that's the, the bus, and then into the desert where you go on a, that's part of the desert 4 by 4 safari, yeah. there's a hot spring. <sighs> And they are cold springs, but they, they both of them are just natural of natural bodies of water there. And I think for me, it's one of those reasons where I love the desert so much. It's so mysterious. All you ever mm. see is sand, but when you start getting close and experiencing it for yourself, the you realize that well. there's so much diversity within the desert itself. Yeah. Absolutely. So where did you stay at the Siwa Oasis? I mean, I've seen some wonderful buildings there. Um, mud and brick, uh, but really incredible design, etc. There, where did you stay? We stayed at the, the a lovely variety of hotels. We tried two of them. I feel about my favorite. It's an eco lodge just outside of town. Yeah. And it is, you know, um, Siwa is famous for its salt, salt mines, and there's salt everywhere. Mm. And salt becomes part of the landscape, part of the the deco, the furniture, everything. So wow. At, at this, at this um, ecologue, the, the ground didn't have anything. It was just salt because it, it would have been a mission to just try and remove the salt from its natural habitat. Yeah. As it were. And and there's another one that I particularly love called Fatness Nest, also just about 10 minutes from the city, from town. I loved it because it's very self-contained. It's beautiful. It's set on a lake shore, and it's it's one of those places where we just went and unwind and perfectly lazy holiday. I think one of the best things about traveling is that you can always combine experiences in the mm. limited amount of time you're there. So in Siwa, on on arrival, we went out to eat local food. We went to a local restaurant. Very nice traditional traditionally cooked food on the second day we went to into the desert to go play at the salt mines and they have beautiful salt pools that are like instagram worthy so we definitely went there and then we went bunti bashing in into the desert on four by four riding juice catching the sunset and going to the cold and hot springs and then having dinner under the sky at night then you can choose to sleep in the desert or you can go back to a hotel. It's very cold in the desert. So yeah, very, yeah. very cold at night. So we went back to the, the lodge I was telling you about. And then the next day, we went to see the temples. There are about three, four ancient temples there. We went to see them and then went to Cleopatra's bath. And then following that, went to fatness and just relaxed. So it felt very balanced, even though it was really three days. One had time to be adventurous, to relax, to experience and, and taste culture. And then to also, but this is very important, to also make sure that wherever you travel, even when you're just going on holiday, you make sure that you include local life. Go into the town, Absolutely. walk around, drop in on things, because that is where we see, you know, moments that don't make you travel. I don't. I, I didn't travel to see what to see a man holding a live boat on his shoulders, right? But when you see moments like those, you see the color, the differences in how we live, and the similarities. It's always the thing that makes that turns a few days away into memories of a lifetime. Lerato, we do have to go to a break, but very briefly, when we come back from the break, um, I want to ask you a little bit more about uh, the Egyptian food that you were eating. Um, one of the things that that I had when I was there, and I was there for quite a period of time, about two, three months, um, was it's a dish um, 
I, this is a terrible way to describe it, but it's almost like a snotty kind of mm. green, <laughs> green, <laughs> but it's delicious. <laughs> it's slimy as hell, but it's delicious. And I wonder if you had that, and I'd love to know the other stuff. So let's go to the break, and Thank we'll you. chat to you after the break. Said breakfast, music, culture, lively and critical discussions on SAFM. We're chatting to the fabulous Lorato Mukwatle. She's traveling us across the continent. And today we are at the Siwa Oasis, uh, which is in, well, it's about 500 kilometers out of uh, Cairo in Egypt. Wonderful, wonderful sounding place. Uh, Lorato, one of the things before we go to the food quickly is the, is the mention, and you mentioned it up front, that it's 50 kilometers east of the Libyan border. Now, obviously, some people might read that and, and feel a little anxious given that there is a lot going on politically in Libya at the moment. What's your take on that? There hasn't been any spillover into into Egypt and the surrounding area and it was perfectly safe, 100% safe. And another thing that I noticed, thank you for bringing this up, I noticed when we were, because I, I spent a month in, in Egypt last year traveling around. Yeah. And um, one thing that I noticed about the, the side of of the country now when you're going to see our oasis is that there's a lot of of traffic so there's a lot i mean not traffic there's a lot of traffic officers and egyptian police mm. they're called the tourism police and basically their job is to make sure that you're comfortable okay and safe so yes comfortable and safe and also we see why even though you can organize it independently you can get from cairo to to see independently when when you start having to do the desert safari everyone needs to go register and do it through um a permit you need to buy a permit and you need to you need to go only through authorized service providers it is very safe and yeah. um again the side of libya I, when i was in tunisia i was also very close to the libyan border um, my only concern was that it's such a pity one couldn't even attempt to go yeah. there because of COVID closures, I knew that chances are borders are completely closed and I couldn't even sneak my way in. Yeah. Lerato, the food. You always uh, give us great descriptions <laughs> of the food. Tell us uh, what you were eating at the Siwa Oasis. You are such a brave person, Michelle. I, do, I could never eat that lovely food you talk about. Everyone tells me it is delicious. I need to try it. And I'm like, it has okra. I will not touch it. <laughs> and for that reason, every time I'm excited about food, know that it is it is usually food of the nomads, of the burden people. It is cooked on fire. It is roasted on, on open flame. It's usually fish and vegetables. In this case, though, it was mutton that was cooked and in, in a fire pit underground. And it's served with Oof. traditional flatbread, tahini, with uh, Mediterranean salad. Oh, Did I yes, just make yeah. it up? Yeah. <laughs> and... And veggies feature a lot. There's a vegetable sauce called Lidam, and yes. it's basically mixed vegetables with tomato and onion sauce. Oh. Okay, we need to start traveling. So Kingsley says, um, I love this conversation. I desperately want to go and visit Egypt and soak up its history and culture. And he wants to know, how would you describe the Egyptians and what do you think about Egyptian music? How would I describe the Egyptians? And what was the second question? Egyptian music. Oh, okay, great. Egyptians are fabulous. I love, love mm. how open and welcoming they are. 
um, Egypt is a, is, a, is a Muslim country and people are very conservative and traditional. People still, some, you know, women that dress in burqas, but some also dress anyhow they want. So it's also very cosmopolitan. It's also Christian. Mm. But what I find generally helps is be mindful of your presence in places because they're not tourist destinations. First, they are homes. So if home is conservative and at home generally you can dress how you want, but you won't be in a two centimeter skirt. It makes sense not to, right? Um, but on the whole, very welcoming. In, and I feel like such a bread. I confess to two friends in Egypt. I, I don't like it when they invite me to their homes to eat because they will feed you and Absolutely. feed you and feed you and feed you and feed you like an endless marathon of food. At their own, at their own, often at their own cost as well, I found. Yeah, Which was yes. just extraordinary. Yeah. Yes. Generosity. So I think... How people host you says a lot about what you can expect generally. It is amazing. Um, as a woman traveling alone, I found that Egypt was one of the safest places generally to, to move around, to connect with, meet other people and so on. However, when one goes to Dahab in, in the... Yes. Is it in the south, in the Sinai? In yes. the Red Sea, when you, yeah. Yes, when, when you're there by the Red Sea, I think it is always better to when you're doing snorkeling tours you yeah. know um to be mindful so choose groups join groups try to not be alone because it becomes a hit or miss the yeah. company that i used there was called king Dahab. by the way please um anyone can just reach out to me on social media and ask me questions so that you have more time for me to give them information Fantastic. Lerato, thanks so much for joining us and uh, uh, would absolutely urge anybody who wants to travel and to travel to Egypt to get hold of Lerato and uh, just follow her up on social media. She is the author of Vagabond Wandering Through Africa, Lerato Mkhwatle, and she really does talk to um, some wonderful experiences. And honestly, I would not say uh, no if someone said, let's go to Egypt again. I'd be 